welcome to the PHNX D-backs podcast right here at PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX, and I'm joined by this guy sitting next to me. Look at this beautiful baby We're boy. We're actually here it's together. We're here in person. in person. It is the one and only vice mayor, Thunderstick Jesse Friedman here. Derek, you're a real person. I know. Like, I am actually, a real. I'm not just a screen that's two-dimensional. I can also speak to the uh, T-shirts that you wear yeah. that you're famous for are yeah. also genuine. This Although, guy's going around telling people, you know, Derek with the crazy shirts. And, right. Yeah. He's getting way too much uh-huh about that, and I don't like that. So Your yeah. shirt today is a little bit lackluster. I, though, I did this for you. I thought you'd want me to be perfect. I wore I think my shirt, for you. My shirt is more exciting oh, than yours I don't today, like this. I don't frank. like this. It's because the internet. It's because of the internet. But, of course, thank you guys so much for checking out the show uh we are brought to you by the fine folks over at the DraftKings sportsbook app go download the DraftKings sportsbook app now new customers can get down on the nba uh round one playoff action bet five dollars on any team to win and get 150 dollars in free bets instantly no matter what no matter who wins you win at the DraftKings sportsbook unfortunately the arizona diamondbacks drop another series they did not win despite the fact that they had a very fun game on saturday night that made us believe that this team could do more than we really expected to see out of them this year yeah yesterday's game was was really fun to watch um it was one of the few just complete games that the diamondbacks have played throughout right. the season it right, felt right, like right. from beginning to end uh they were just hitting on all cylinders Alberto castellanos uh threw a really nice game yesterday uh, the offense jumped on things early in the game and the diamondbacks pretty much led all the way throughout the entire game, which is something we haven't seen much from it the was, Diamondbacks. Right, it was their first wire-to-wire -wire win of the yeah, year, right? Yeah, yeah, it seems like if they have been winning, you know, it's kind of a desperate comeback in the, in the last couple of sure. innings where things come together for, for sure. them. So yesterday was a, was a big day. Uh, today, not so much. Uh, today, uh, <laughs> uh, things were kind of flipped the other way where, you know, the Mets uh, jumped out to a lead at the beginning of the game and, and they wound up holding that lead ultimately throughout the entire the entire thing. If you if you want to be hopeful in a loss, which we try to be, we try to accentuate the positives right, around right. here. And there was a lot of, once again, mistakes being made. And I don't know how you particularly want to view mistakes being made, but those initial runs weren't necessarily scoring just on hits off of uh, Madison Bumgarner, which once right. again, he had another great outing. Uh, the lack of earned runs, he has zero, even though they did put up some A run on him in the in his outing. Right. But uh, again, another weird outing where things just didn't seem to go right. They weren't defensively sharp at times. No, they were not. Uh, the Mets scored their first run today um, as a result of an E5. Sergio Alcantara made an error right throw off the bat. Right off the bat. <laughs> right after uh, yesterday's game oh. ending with an incredible play by Sergio Alcantara. Um, that's just sort of how this game that's works. How right? baseball works. Yeah, um, that's why it's the worst and the best. Right. Exactly. So that's how this game started off. That led to a run in the first inning. The Mets' second run came on an E2. That was an errant throw by the catcher, Jose Herrera. Their third run came on a walk with the bases loaded. Uh, uh, later in the game, their fourth run came on a hit-by-pitch with the bases loaded. Um, and then to cap it all off, the Mets' sixth run also came on an error as well. So it was a rough game defensively. It was a rough game in terms of just the kinds of mistakes that we've seen the Diamondbacks make right. that they just need right. to find ways to eliminate. I mean, it has been... Um, it has been rough for them throughout these first few weeks of the season. They're not playing the brand of baseball that I think Tori Lovello wants to see out of them. Here's the thing is Tori Lovello talked about the talent, and I don't think he was trying to diminish the talent that they have. I don't think he was trying sure. to undercut them. But at the same time, we've talked about the – he said that they have to play perfect baseball, basically, if they want to compete. And that's a high bar. <laughs> it's not only a high bar, but they're not, it's not even like they, they're not, it, they're not even close to perfect right now when it comes to their execution right. defensively. 
they're just not even close to their opponent's execution. Like, we're seeing great defense out of these teams that they're playing. The Mets have the best record in, I believe, all of baseball. Is that right? They are. Uh, I don't know their they're, record off the top. They're of my up. Head. They're up there. I know that if they're not, twelve they, and five. They they're have twelve the, and five. If, if yes. not in all of baseball, they have the best record in the National League. So yeah. it's not to say they're a slouch. You can't make these mistakes against one of the best teams in baseball and not have it culminate in a loss. But right. what we saw there, what you just read, was five of their six runs were essentially scored on errors or mistakes that the Diamondbacks right. made, and the Diamondbacks scored two runs. So if you take those mistakes out of there, this is a two-one ball game in favor of the Diamondbacks. Uh, if I can be, you know, hopeful and right. nice in this situation, obviously sure. a lot of other things could happen, but those sure. mistakes really are at this point, the things that are compounding to cause this team to lose. It's also compounding to give this starting pitching the best ERA almost in baseball, the whole other thing that we yeah. need to talk about. Right. Um, but right now the Diamondbacks are just in the toughest division in baseball. We already knew that there was no doubt in our minds. It's, if you're a Diamondbacks fan, you knew what an uphill battle this People NL West is. People just didn't think it was going to be this bad. No one thought it would be like, this bad. Well, by this bad, I mean this good. Right, by course. this good. The NL West is the only division in baseball with four 10-win teams. Four. The rest of MLB has two, two 10-win teams. So basically, four of the six best teams in baseball all play in the same division as the Arizona Well, at least three of them and the Rockies. Uh, zing. Zing. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, is this one of those things where, like, at least right now in series like this and some of the other series that we've seen, uh, is is the hope here that we can that, the, the, that we can at least not get swept? Is that what we're hanging our hat on as far as at least being happy not with this team swept. in some of these series? I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I They haven't been swept yet. So right? you're saying, is it? are we at the point where it's a success if the Diamondbacks don't get swept that's in what a I'm particular saying. series? Yeah, is that too oh, dramatic man. to say? Or? I, think, I think that's a little dramatic okay. to say. I mean, I mean, there are some teams that the Diamondbacks really should be beating, right? I mean, they just played the Washington Nationals, and we talked about how that's a team that they line up pretty well with, right? They, they should be competing against the Washington Nationals. Um, but, I mean, you got the Dodgers next, Derek. And I think with a team like that, you might be right, where, you know, if the Diamondbacks find a way to not get swept in a series like that, if you can win one out of three, maybe find a way to get two out of three, that's probably a pretty good outcome. Yeah, two, two out of three, I think, in some of these series against the Mets, again, because they play, this is... This is they're at least done with the Mets now. That's that's the, the yeah, two series. We've had a lot of Mets over the last week. Right yeah. away. Uh, I've, I've seen way too much of my Mets fans' friends. Let me tell you that. Uh, shout out to you, Tim Fiorvanti. Are there Mets fans? Out there? They, it's they unbelievable. Exist. They're they're Mets fans, and they there were quite a few of them at Chase Field. So. Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Uh, but I will say that as we're going to talk about some of the starting pitching, looking forward, we do have the Diamondbacks matching up well in that Dodgers series with the starting pitching. I know, like you said, as the season goes on, we don't typically worry about the number ones matching with the number ones and things like that. Sure. However, though, it is good to see that we have like Merrill Kelly going out against Walker Bueller because Merrill Kelly has just been outstanding for this team. And as far as yeah. having a competitive chance in the series against the Dodgers, he's the guy that you want to see on the mound in game one. I talked with Merrill today in the clubhouse, and he talked about just how his success this season, he doesn't even think is as much due to his stuff as it is just his mentality. Uh, just that he's going out there uh, just expecting that when he throws the ball, he's able to get major league hitters out. And he doesn't really doubt his ability to do that anymore. And, you know, facing a lineup like the Dodgers lineup, of course, you have to have a mentality sort sure. of along those lines. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, I think that's a, a good a good matchup starting, uh, starting the series there against L.A. And 
the Diamondbacks starting pitching has continued to be very, very effective. I mean, in this series, the Diamondbacks lost two out of three to the Mets. They had three very good outings from their starting pitching. So that wasn't the issue in this series for them. Yeah. But you can get more information about Jesse's uh, little interview, his, t- his, his time with Merrill Kelly. little interview. Your little you interview. Have to, uh, you have to belittle me like oh, that, Derek. Yeah, My well, because you're here, and I just can't believe. <laughs> so proud of Jesse being here. Most importantly, uh, though, I'm proud of your articles. I think they're outstanding, and I think you should get a chance to read those over at gophnx.com. He will have that piece up with Merrill Kelly on Merrill Kelly's return from his thoracic injury last season, or was it 2022 is when yeah, it was, right? Yeah, And just how good he's been since that injury which isn't very common. No, no, yeah. I guess we're giving a full-on preview here. I'm giving uh, a preview. So, yeah, piece, Derek's uh, just trying to throw out my content. Hey, um, see, that content's out there, so <laughs> you can go out there and get ready for it. It is, yeah. So in 2020, uh, Merrill Kelly had thoracic outlet surgery, which is a pretty intense procedure. He right. was in the hospital for a few days. Um, and people don't really recognize thoracic outlet surgery in the same vein that they recognize Tommy John surgery, which, of course, is a very well-documented yeah. Um, it's like the household name injury for pitchers, I would say. Right, right exactly. And exactly. the one you, you, you don't want to hear because that means it could be right. threatening. Right, yeah. Thoracic outlet surgery is not necessarily viewed in that same vein by most people, but it probably should be. It's sure. ended a lot of guys' careers, or at the very least, it's it's taking guys who were effective, and after the surgery, they just weren't really the same pitcher. Um, and Merrill Kelly had that surgery back in 2020, and he's come back and been extremely effective. He's been arguably... We've talked about it a lot. He's been arguably the Diamondbacks' best starter um, over the last few seasons. So, um, so yeah, more coming on that later this week. It should, be a, it should be a fun story. Absolutely. And if you're not already a member at gophnx.com, prepare yourself for that wonderful content by signing up now to become a member. You can be like our friend Evan Thompson and get your annual membership, which will get you your free T-shirt over at phnxlocker.com. Evan chose the Southwest Bias shirt. How do you, how do you feel about his choice? I'm do you think furious. Did he make a mistake? I'm so mad at him. Uh <laughs> He's appeared on this show. He's a big fan. He listens and watches all the time. Yep. Went with Southwest Biased. I don't know what that's about. I can't disapprove. I guess it's a good shirt. That's Still good not shirt. as good as our PHNX Rattler shirt that you can get. Brand new shirt over at uh, phnxlocker.com. And you can get that for free by signing up for that annual membership. If you're not interested in the annual membership, you can also be like Evan by starting off with the annual or the month-to-month membership. And you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. So do that. Join us. Not only will you get this wonderful content from us, but you'll get all the wonderful content from our friends here at gophnx.com. Gerald, Craig, there's some amazing writers here that do some amazing stuff. Not to mention all of our new beats. Owen over at Phoenix Rising is absolutely killing it with his articles as well and his coverage of of our local football team, as we like to call as he likes to call it, I should say. But anyway, get down on that, and uh, you'll not only get members-only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com, but you'll also get access to our members-only Discord. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be there all summer long watching this team uh, and crossing our fingers that we can at least take away one out of two of these uh, three-game series because we need sure. at least something uh, to, to, to hang our hat on. But starting pitching, like you said, continues to be excellent for this team. Madison Bumgarner, even though he had a, another somewhat short outing, still was very effective in his outing. And yeah. again, it's the guy that we want to see. They they manufactured a run and did a good job of capitalizing on an error by the Diamondbacks in the first inning. But right. Mad Bum was able to hang in there and give a pretty good outing. He was. He was. I mean, five innings, four hits, one run, no earned runs, no walks, four strikeouts. Um, we've talked a little bit about Mad Bum on past shows, talking about how you know, he has a 1.38 ERA, but he also has more walks than strikeouts. Is this really for real? 
Um, but today, I think he took a big step in showing us that this is for real. I mean, four strikeouts, no walks, five innings that probably should have been scoreless innings. This is a really big game for him. Uh, the thing that sticks out to me the most, though, Derek, is that he only pitched five innings. And yeah. I, I'm curious what Tori has to say about that after the game. We'll have to we'll have to find out and, and see what he has to say. But Bumgarner only had 78 pitches, and at this point, you know, a few weeks ago we could chalk that up to pitch counts and whatnot, sure. and, and guys not being and able to pitch that deep. The short spring training, right? The short spring excuses. training, all of that stuff. That is no longer the case, right? I mean, yep. 78 pitches is you're expecting to get more than that out of Madison Bumgarner. And the Diamondbacks have been very cautious across the board, not just with him, but with other guys. That third time through the lineup, it seems like Torrey is is backing off his starters and going to the bullpen a little bit earlier than we're used to seeing. Do you believe that part of that is to kind of build confidence in his starters so that they don't stay out there yeah. to the point where they give up the game and then they have that lack of confidence in their own ability and their confidence sure. to get the get the job done essentially that that could be um i mean i'm sure if you ask a guy like madison bumgarner himself i don't think he would tell you his confidence no. is boosted Hell i think no. he would tell you that he's pissed off yeah. that he wasn't still yeah. in the game right? right right so i don't know what the player standpoint on that is but i mean numbers are clear pitchers are less effective when they go through the lineup for the third time right and i guess a guy like Madison Bumgarner, as he continues to age, maybe he's at a place in his career where you don't want to take that chance. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're okay getting five innings from him that are effective rather than trying to push him into that extra gear. The only problem I have with this is the Diamondbacks bullpen isn't excelling in a way where you want to rely and put yeah. games constantly in their hands instead of right. starting pitching. I mean, Zach Gallen has been out. Everybody was outstanding in the series. Roberto Castellanos in the spot start was outstanding, right? Yeah, that's he was. really where the Diamondbacks actually excelled against the Mets because the Mets had a bullpen start essentially in that same game, and it fell apart from them very early on. And the and the Diamondbacks were able to come out of that game with a win. But right. starters have allowed one home run in the D-backs' last eight games. Wow. That and, is incredible. And that and that even includes Madison Bumgarner making two starts in those last eight games, wow. which is very impressive as far as uh, especially Bumgarner's, you know, kind of his notoriety for his track record for giving up the sure. home run. But uh, on the flip side, runs continue to be un unearned at an unheard of rate, right? So it's yeah. like this ERA situation with the Diamondbacks starting pitching, it, it continues in, 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 I think, both of our opinions to yeah. be smoke and mirrors a little bit, right? A little bit, yeah. I think there have definitely been times where, um, yeah, the number of earned runs that a guy has given up has not necessarily been, you know, has not necessarily accurately reflected how he pitched. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't know if Madison Bumgarner is going to have an ERA of 1.00 for, for very long, but it's hard we'll to argue it, with we'll it. We'll take it while we can yeah, get it, right? Yeah, yeah. And entering, sure. entering today's game, the T-Bax ERA was 2.54 for their starting pitching. 2.54 that's really good the board for starting pitching yeah even when you factor in like caleb smith's five run outing and right. some of the other like you know at least what there haven't been very there. many i mean there, there have not right. been very many starts like that and so, that's why the number is as low as it is they came into the game fourth best era for starting pitching in major league baseball which is crazy because now it's only going to go down because Mad Bum had no earned yeah. runs today. He just had the one one unearned run. So right. uh, that's not going. That's not going to help the confusion about how good the starting rotation is right now. But sure, it's all about confidence, right? So if your rotation can continue to maintain a low ERA and can continue to believe in themselves, that's going to roll and continue to be successful. I think. I mean, I think. Yeah. Right, like you said, Merrill Kelly has a different perspective now coming into the clubhouse and it's the same thing we've heard from people about 
the entire team, right? Successful teams come into the clubhouse knowing that they're going to win, even if right. they don't, right? Well, they still have the 1-0 and t-shirt, right? They they're still, still wearing, they're still wearing the 1-0 shirt before right. the game. It's the 1-0 mentality, right? It's the, yeah. it's the win the day. We used to hear that last season a lot. Win the day, you know, not, not concern yourself with the series, not concern, your, concern yourself with the 14-game losing streak you came into this game with. Uh, just focus on that one day. And I think that's Tori's philosophy. Sure. and has been for a while. You know, you can't get too high on the losses. You can't get too low on the uh, – or can't do low on losses or high on the wins, right? So right, you right. got to maintain that. But right now the starting pitching continues to be excellent, and that can only help this team have confidence that if they can put together some more offensive out, you know, outings like they've had, which yeah. even in this series, like – Today's game, yes, two runs. They they didn't look great. It wasn't much. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, which I can't fucking believe he makes me ex- say his name that way. <laughs> Tyler McGill was excellent against the Diamondbacks. They couldn't do yeah. much against him, so you got to give credit where credit's due. Yeah. However, you know, they, they have had some things rolling pretty well offensively coming into this game. They really have. Uh, yeah, things have started to really look a lot better for them at the plate, and I know we've been talking about for a few weeks about how the approach that they had at the plate was bound to transition into some actual right. success at some point. It and just it was crazy like, that it wasn't right because they were yeah. having good at bats. Like, uh, you right. know, Yoni Hernandez was taking some long, nice, like at bats that were just, I mean, again, it didn't, didn't yeah. get a hit. Right. But he'd take 10 pitches in a bat. And that's the exact kind of thing. Right. And that kind of carried over when we started seeing those long at bats. And I think, you know, again, after you informed them about their problems, they'd take a look at it. And I right. think they yeah, made some they changes. Read, once yeah. they read my article, once they read your article over, go PHNX. Of course. I mean, uh, <laughs> the, the problem is now other other teams are reading your article too. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, once they kind of got out of that mindset, right? And I mean, even today, we're still seeing that. You and I saw a strike three today call that we just couldn't absolutely believe that he took stand like standing there staring at a ball go straight down the plate. It wasn't sure. a didn't it wasn't a cutter. It wasn't a slider. It was a fastball right down the plate, and there was just this passivity still there of looking for the the ball so that you can walk instead of trying to not only earn that hit get that hit but make that pitcher work and you know have anything that comes that close to the strike zone trying trying your best yeah. to foul it off like yeah. i would much rather see a swinging strikeout than taking it when it's a big meat sure, ball down the middle sure. of the plate like that i think everyone would but yeah credit to tylor mcgill Ty- um, who did have an, I mean, he was excellent today from the very beginning of the game. He was just dotting the strike zone yeah, and you could tell diamondback sitters were, you know, it felt like it was Owen to every single hitter. And so, right. you know, in those situations, you are going to be locked up at some, you know, it's hard not to be locked up in, at certain moments against a pitcher yeah. like that, looking at a called strike three, because the Diamondbacks just didn't really have a great feel for him, and they never really did throughout the entire game. They were never able to establish any kind of comfort uh, hitting in this game. And uh, fortunately, Christian Walker, you know, hit that home run that kind of got things off the ground for them early in the game. But um, they had a really hard time building off of that at all throughout throughout the rest of the game. That was an incredible home run, by the way. The third yes. long, tied for third longest in Major League Baseball this season. But we'll get to christian walker and his performance shortly but we want to tell you guys about obviously our friends over at ogsgummies.com we're partnering with a local phoenix company and we love our friends over at ogs they have an amazing selection of delicious gummies for everybody to try try out and again you know i'm I'm not gonna i'm not gonna bash the, the diamondbacks on a day like this but maybe this is an afternoon where you want to forget this game and ogs gummies is the exact 
brand to go with if you want to do that. Uh, they just announced their mini OG's three milligram microdose option for those not wanting to dive into the regular 10 milligram option that they have. Uh, these will be available on May 3rd, but for right now, if you're interested, you can check out ogsbrands.com to find OG's near you. That's ogeezbrands.com. And they are they have an amazingly delicious variety of OGs. Here's the thing. Uh, watching a three-game series against the Mets can only be made better by enjoying OG's delicious variety of gummies. And, uh, of course, uh, if Michaela was here, she would tell you once again how much she loves the orange creamsicle. But we all love the orange creamsicle because it's delicious. Well, except Jesse. Jesse's a good one. I haven't lad. tried it, so Jessie, I can't. We're going to get Jesse non-medicated samples so you can at least try it there and eat the, eat, the, eat the candy. Because, uh, I don't know, I've... I've tried edibles before, and I will say that it's a uh, it can be it can be a gross experience. It can be a shocking experience about sure. how little they care about making that thing taste good, and just want to. That's not why people. That's not take what people it, are so. there for. But hey, you know what? <laughs> yes, we are. We look. I don't care what I'm eating. I want it to be delicious, there and that's go. something that everybody should go. live by. But of course, again, check out our friends over at ogsbrands.com to find OGs near you. Um, and Jesse, we have a difficult schedule coming up. Let's take a look at the calendar because the Diamondbacks gets no easier for the Diamondbacks today after uh, facing off against the New York Mets. We have the Dodgers coming up for three at home, uh, and then we go on the road. So hopefully maybe those road series, again, the Diamondbacks might be able to eke out some wins against uh, teams that aren't as good as the teams they're playing. But, yeah. of course, we'd love to see them shine in that series against the Dodgers coming up here starting uh, tomorrow. This is really the Diamondbacks have almost made it to the end of this hellish, this stretch, hellish yeah. start to start uh, to begin the season. They've got this three game series with the Dodgers. And then after that, yeah, they're on the road against St. Louis. They're on the road against Miami. Uh, those are respectable teams, but not teams that you're fearing as much as you're fearing a team like the Mets or the Dodgers right now. Sure. And then they have the Rockies after that. And let's face it, Derek, the Rockies are... We, there's some reason to be skeptical there. Um, There's a know, lot of reasons compared, to be skeptical. I don't know. If, I don't know if Connor Joe is going to be able to hit 450 the entire season. I don't understand so. what is happening with that team, <laughs> but it is wild. I mean, we, trust me, I'll be the first one to say we mocked their Chris Bryant acu- a- acquisition right. heavily during the offseason. Like, what the hell are they doing? And you know what? Maybe they knew exactly what they were doing. But the one thing about that Dodgers series is that it really does have the Diamondbacks match up well, I think, in that Dodgers series. We have Walker Bueller going up against Merrill Kelly. We have Tony Gonsolin going against Zach Davies. Tony Gonsolin has been very, very good this season. Yeah. And uh, Julio Urias going up against Zach Gallen. So when you talk about the matchups, those and I'm not going to – outside of Zach Davies, I, I, that's the exact guys I want. And Zach Davies, honestly, has been very good this season. So I don't I don't feel that same sense of, well, I wish it was somebody else besides Zach Davies. So far, he's been yeah. solid for this team. I mean, it's all relative when you're facing the Dodgers, right? When we, when right. we say, like, you match up well, it's ha. like you match up as ha. well as you can. As you can, right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's – they're, they're matchups that you feel the Diamondbacks at least have a shot, right? You feel that in, in all of those games, they at least have a chance to win. Uh, you especially like Zach Gallen lining up against Julio Urias. Um, and yeah, I mean, the Diamondbacks have shown the ability to stay in games, at least from a starting pitching standpoint. Right. It hasn't really ever been that they have not been the issue for them this season. I think the big really question have. in this series is going to be the offense. You know, is the offense able to get going early in some of these games and um, you know, hopefully have a little bit more production than what they had today uh, against the New York Mets. Well, the Dodgers absolutely brutalized the San Diego Padres, who we struggled with. So by properties and math and, and you know, exponential things, it sure. might be pretty bad. But 
I think that's what exactly you can look for in this series. Even if they don't win, if they can can keep these games competitive and close, kind of like they have with the Mets, right. I don't feel like it's as bad. Like today's game, to me, it was a mess defensively for the mistakes that they made. And not just defensively, you know, the hit the hit by pitch yeah. walk in, the walking in a run, just everything. They were yeah. just they were making mistakes all over the diamond. But it, again, I guess this is like, oh hey, if they were perfect, but if they, you know, if, if they could have played cleaner baseball, not had all of those mistakes, we could be looking at a completely different ball game in this one because yeah. it, it, it wasn't like the Mets really did much more than, again, capitalizing on those mistakes and scoring when the Diamondbacks did yeah. give them the opportunity to. I mean, the Mets are 12-5 and five for a reason. They've been able to capitalize on mistakes of opposing teams, and right. that's kind of all they did today. The Mets didn't beat up on the Diamondbacks today like that score, like a 6-2 final score might suggest. At the end of the day, the Diamondbacks just kind of shot themselves in the foot over and over again. And that's something that we've seen a lot of this year, right? There have been a lot of games that they very well could have won, but they just made too many of those types of mistakes. And it made it really hard for them to stay in the game. And unfortunately for them, that's what happened today. And, you know, what you're seeing is exactly what Tori Lovello kind of talked about when he talks about playing clean baseball and winning the inches, right? They're capable. They can do it. But they're not. They're not winning the inches yeah. right now. They're not playing clean baseball, right? So, like, you can see in these games how close they're staying, but the mistakes really are the things that are setting them apart. And the other teams are playing those clean games. They are playing. They are winning the inches against the Diamondbacks. Right. But you kind of get what Tori's saying. It's kind of like when we made those references to the offense waking up. They were having great at-bats, but it's hard to say it's a great at-bat when you're looking at a, a team that has like a 136 batting average, right? Like, what great at-bat? What, what's what, Where are these great at-bats yeah. that you speak of, right? Yeah, but right. they really were having some great approaches. It just, again, the patience versus passivity kind of idea there is, is like a tipping the scale a little bit too much on the passivity side, right? But we have seen some guys get back on track. And even in this series, we did have our draft king, king of the series, uh, which is a guy that we wanted to see get back on track as far as power is concerned, and that is the one and only Christian Walker. Christian Walker is our king of the series with his two home runs and his four RBI. Uh, the offense in this, you know, in these games were kind of spread around, so nobody really had a uh, single outstanding performance. No, but there were yeah. a lot of guys that had good performances in this series, and it's kind of that it's that team thing, especially in the in the win on Saturday. That got them there. It was everybody contributing and kind of working together to, to put some runs on the board. Christian Walker had a good series offensively, and he's honestly had a much better season than his batting line will suggest. He's hitting 167 with a 700 OPS. That doesn't really jump off the page, right? right? right. Um, but if you look at some of the batted ball data, Christian Walker is actually kind of knocking the cover off the ball, and it seems like uh, those some of those batted balls have just found gloves that at a rate that is far more than you would really anticipate happening. Yeah. So I think it's very possible that this is a springboard for Christian Walker to hopefully get things back on track a little bit. It's been a rough season for him in terms of the actual outcomes, but I think there's some really good things happening in his swing and in his approach at the plate. And he talked about it after the game yesterday, how he felt it's only been a matter of time before things would start to switch offensively for the yeah. Diamondbacks, before they'd start to figure things out. And I think that's been true for him as well. It's only been a matter of time before he was going to start, yeah. uh, you know, clicking offensively in a 467-foot homer. 
is not a bad way to third uh, longest to get that. homer in baseball this season. Yeah. He hit the hell out of that ball. Was well, at first you see. told me third longest in MLB history, and then I was a little bit. Skeptical I don't think that's. That. I think I said season the whole time, but Jesse hears what he uh, wants to know. hear. I don't know. But absolutely, it was it was a moonshot that he hit, and it was great to see him uh, get that right. I mean, I don't know. It's the Diamondbacks haven't had a lot of power this season, so that's something that sure. they've been lacking. So anytime you see a home run, it's exciting. But realistically, what it's about is, you know, our power hitters like Christian Walker that we've seen have good seasons before, put up big power numbers, do it again. Get back on track, right? We're right. going to need that. Um, and also, I mean, I don't know. I think that this team offensively uh, is going through something similar that they went through in spring training. We saw them wake up then, and we saw them put up some big runs, some big numbers and games. I think we're going to still see that. And I think we're kind of in the middle of that transition. That's why people, I, I think people thought we were crazy when we were talking about the good at bats, because again, it's how do you yeah. call it a good at bat? How do you label this or that? It's hard to say, but you just know when someone's up there, you know, uh, doing, you know, everything they can to be patient at the plate, to work the nut, to, to work the pitch count, yeah. to do all of that, but it's still just not getting that, you know, hit that, that we know they're capable of hitting by, by, by waiting for that pitcher mistake or waiting for a good pitcher right. hit, right? Uh, but again, not to give Evan Thompson wait, he doesn't deserve this much airtime. Wow, to talk yeah. about this much. But <laughs> speaking of what you're saying about Christian Walker, he kind of keeps uh, number stats sometimes where he like puts a little star next to the player's name uh, at an at bat when they had a hard hit ball, but a spectacular play was made by the defense in order to rob them of a hit. And looking back on his score sheets. Christian Walker's had a, a lot of those, a lot of those stars next to his four, sure. four threes and his, you know, line outs and stuff. Because Are you like Evan Thompson today? Like, I, I thought I was hosting a show with Derek. I, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I feel disgusted just <laughs> giving him, like I said, shout out chops. We uh, love we love Evan Thompson. Yeah, but here, so. Again, Christian Walker, two home runs, four RBI. Our DraftKings king of the series. And again, if you haven't had a chance to go sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook, I don't know what you are waiting for, but you should absolutely go do that now. And you should use our code of PHNX to sign up because the NBA first-round action is is amazing. Today we had an incredible game between Golden State Warriors and the Denver Nuggets. And, of course, new customers can get down on this action that I'm describing by betting $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly, no matter if the team you bet on wins. You win no matter what at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Also, existing customers like myself can get down on the same game parlays. And right now in the first round, you can get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same game parlay doesn't hit. I absolutely love that because it allows me to go bonkers with my same game parlay. Then when I get that $10 free bet back, I may make a much more conservative bet that I can hopefully just get my go. original $10 back. But yeah, yeah, with your free bet, with your first $10 that you put in, go shoot for the moon. Plus 1400 and bigger is what we're looking for. But also, what we want you to do is bet the sun. Because right now, we are here at the Ainsworth. Yes, we haven't we even are. talked about that. We are we're here, here at live the at the Ainsworth. <laughs> we're excited. The suns, the PHNX Suns guys are sitting over here waiting for us to shut our mouths and get done so they can get over here and take over the, this spot. the giveaway is the Rally the Valley sign yeah that's what yeah us. that's yeah. what we're doing yeah yeah that's that's kind of give it away but hey rally the valley that goes for everybody in the valley is what we're saying but of course you can get down on that action uh sons of course i'm espos here so i have to say it because he pays me ten dollars uh -oh. every time i say it but the phoenix suns are the best team in the nba and you can bet on them over at the DraftKings sportsbook app Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our promo code of PHNX and bet $5 on any NBA team. 
to win their game during the first round of the playoffs. If you do so, you will get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and over only. Arizona only. Gambling problem. Dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings Sportsbook or .com slash sportsbook for details. And guys, that's all we got. We got we got the Dodgers coming up. We'll be here for this. This guy's sticking around. We're going to watch some baseball. Yep. We can't wait, but we hope you guys check it out. We hope you guys tune in tomorrow. We'll have another live show right here, right here at PHNX. And of course, not can, at the Ainsworth. Or are we at the Ainsworth? No, nah, I don't know. We we okay. I spent a lot of time at the Ainsworth now. <laughs> the waitress knows me by name, and that's amazing. And I'm I'm excited <laughs> about that. But of course, you can get us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. My man Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore dbacks but all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports on instagram facebook and twitter uh if you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app be sure to subscribe to us there and leave us a five-star review if you haven't done so already if you're watching us on youtube make sure you are subscribed to the phnx sports youtube channel and also sign up for notifications that way you don't miss any of our live shows our live hits all the time we come to you live here from the ainsworth post-game shows non-post-game shows Bats, we basically live whatever. at the Ainsworth. We live, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the PHNX studio. And it's fine because they have church music yeah. beer, and it's one of my favorite beers. So shout out to the Ainsworth for, for keeping me happy. But uh, shout out to the Ainsworth. Thank them so much for allowing us to be here, allowing us to broadcast. Me and Jesse get to be together. Otherwise, we would have been on our houses on a little screen like we always are. And that's right. not any fun. Right? This is, right? This is a little better. This is a little better. Yeah. And I mean, I'm telling you, this guy's killing it on content. So if you haven't had a chance, please go over to gophnx.com. Sign up to become a member and check out all the stuff that he's writing. I do stuff there, too. That's whatever. But we thank you guys again so much for checking out the show. We appreciate you on behalf of Jesse and myself. Uh, thanks for your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you bet on baseball. <laughs>